This is Pastor Troy. I hope you're doing well. We are wrapping up season two, but you know what that means? The best of season two. Here it comes. It's coming right at you in just a minute, but don't worry. We're in the studio. We're getting ready. We're getting things lined up, and very soon we'll be unveiling season three of On the Dock. In the meantime, you can go back, watch season one. Check it out. It is fantastic. It's not outdated. Go catch it. And now we're in season two, and get ready for this best of season two episode. Troy on the dock.org dropping shows every Tuesday and Thursday. And we're all about conversations to get your faith out of the shallows and into the deep. We've got a great show for you. We'll introduce that in just a second, but you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google play, Facebook, Roku, rumble, and sermon We'd love for you to get on YouTube, especially hit subscribe, like notify. So, you know, of all of our, our broadcasts. And if you like to listen to it in the car or on podcast, try iTunes or Spotify and you'll enjoy that. Go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, and Getter. Those are our five social media platforms, and we'd love to have discussion with you about this show or anything else that we're doing with On The Dock. Go hit subscribe, like, notified. Don't forget, tell other people about it. Harass them. If they're not watching it, they're not the cool kid. You want to be the cool kid? You're going to watch Ben's show, all three of Ben's show. This is show number three with Ben. We'll introduce him in a second. Uh, pa Patreon is our sponsorship platform and our partnership platform. Go to Patreon and become an On The Dock partner. We'd love to have you be one of those four levels of partnership or three levels of sponsorship. Check that out and get a hold of us at onthedock.org. You can find all our platforms that way, link to all this stuff that way as well. If you can't, if you don't know how to download the app and look up Patreon, you can do it through onthedock.org. And email us if you've got questions at info at onthedock.org. Donna Kroniski, our executive director, would love to help you with that we're on the dock again i got mother beth with me she was griping about being tired we're ready for something to eat aren't we i'm just tired wake up <laughs> you know Gosh. donna hasn't been on for a long time we got to get done well, well we're gonna get donna in we're gonna be doing a series real soon we'll be doing the psalm series soon volume two and we'll get her in and do that with her yeah. so we'll get her in we missed having donna in the yeah. booth she helps us with the bible studies and some other series we, you, we've used you for all the co-hosts for this series because because he's the worship guy. So, But Donna's also one of our worship people. Yeah, 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 she yeah. is. Right, right. right, we got Lucas Winkler with us, Tetno Wizard, Mother Beth here as well. Lucas, you doing okay? I'm doing great. How are you all doing? All right, man. You're not starving to death? You've been over there eating stuff? Uh, No, just yeah. just water. Punching buttons, drinking water. Yep. Yeah. Good. Button water. B button water. Water <laughs> buttons. Do you have a water button? I don't know, actually. You don't look. That's close. Hold on. That makes you feel like you're in a spring or something. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This episode's brought to you by Dasani. Dasani water. We, we, you know, we've been not by crisp and clear. Well, uh, look, we dirty. And I hate to tell you, I hate to tell you, we almost had our first partnership. Our first big partnership is going to be a super high level level one partnership, and Pepsi was all ready to go, and then they heard our last episode. They cut us. What's the opposite of crisp? Well, uh, sour, and nasty, and rotten. Crisp. No. The opposite would be like, like floppy, like muffled. Yeah, limp. Limp. <laughs> Flim. It's been clear. Yeah. Flim and dirty. All right. We're not talking about them. They'll, they'll never sponsor our show. No, they hate us. Or they hate us. They here's here's what we do. If you were a partner of ours, we would never talk bad about you again. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, we'll say. So you'll say anything for a dime. I didn't say in the name I, of Jesus. I will always talk bad about wow. and Clear. I don't yeah. care how much money they give us. Okay, let's just be honest. We're not going to take them as a sponsor. The more they pay. We have to believe in the product. I don't like that. Do you know why I'm always going to tell the truth no matter What's what? That? Because we only tell the truth on this podcast. That's exactly mm -hmm. right. And, and we are not going to... We're. It's like like Crown Brew. My wife's got Crown Brew, even though... Look here. We love their products. So we're not going to promote something that we don't drink. Not now, Pepsi, preach. she's a Pepsi drinker. So if you ask us to promote Pepsi, I mean, she is your best yes, customer. I drink all, I drink all diet, the Pepsi. Diet Pepsi. 
because no, I want to get. But don't give, the, don't, don't give us the. Don't give us. I drank enough Mountain Dew in my teen years that yeah. I deserve it. Yeah. Yes. You and I would have to get like an icy because we like the icy. So. Oh, I like yeah, that. I love that. Yeah, icy. I like that. All right, we're on the show. We're going to wrap this up. It's our uh, Worship Leader Southern Only Series, Season 2 Super Series. There you go, Beth. Filling in good for Ben. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Sound effects and everything. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Is that enough? What, what yeah, is a, that? I don't know. It's a sound effect. <laughs> we don't have, I mean, we, we got a sound machine. We can do stuff. We've got Mr. Ben Adelini here for episode 26 of this series. There's going to be 26 in this. We're going to do three more shows that'll be named soon. It's going to be a super configuration. We're going to try to bring in as many of the worship leaders as we've had and do something fun with everybody. So look out for that. We'll tell you more about that soon. Uh, we're going to have a good time with that. Hopefully we got, we're working on that now. Trying to schedule nine worship leaders and get them here is going to be the biggest challenge. So we'll do the best we can. To get, yes. Cool. Get as many as we can here. The cricket was kind of sickly. I mean, yeah, the cricket sounds kind of sounded the cr- like the cr- he, maybe he had a broken leg. If if it was yeah, Jiminy Cricket, something. they would Disney would fire him. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That, that cricket was probably hydrated with crisp and clear. <laughs> 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 He'd be better in the swamps of Disney, would he? Yeah, that's good. That's so good. We're never, no we are never We are never getting a sponsorship by them. Golly, we're out. Gosh, if you're Coca Cola, we'd love to have you here. Hope no. you, no, they got they got Aquavita or He's something. One of them GMO What's their crickets. Water? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that theirs is Dasani. Oh. Yeah. I like Dasani. I'll, I'll drink Dasani. We'll drink your water. Mm-hmm. You know who I'd like to have if we got the water? I want the people that have that Fiji water. You like the Fiji, Fiji water. water? I can't Troy, afford it. Troy, you don't even drink water, so nice. I know. But if I were if I were to drink water, you know, that reminds me of one show I did that the most interesting man in the world is the one guy that does the if I were the Dosecki's guy, oh, the most yeah. interesting man in the world, and. When I drink, I don't drink much. But when I do, I drink Dos Equis. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm the most interesting man in the world, and I don't drink water. But when I do drink water, but after this podcast, it's going to be holy water. Holy water. Only yeah, holy we could put that out. We could do that. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid the Catholics already have that cornered, though. Well, theirs is more expensive. I mean, that That's true. That's true. We, we will not have ours touched by the Pope at all. It will not be papally <laughs> intoxicated. I won't. I should move on from We're probably in trouble with that. We, we love you. We love the Catholic Church. God bless you. Uh, All right. <laughs> yeah. the on the dock, season two, Super Series. We're in episode 26. We got Ben here. Ben's, <laughs> this is not Ben's regular show picture, but this is his uh, guest uh, appearance picture. You look good there, Ben. Yeah. Gracias. It looks like, it looks like uh, in the background there, uh, Amanda's slapping you. She did. And yeah. I am... Uh, She's one of our co-worship leaders with Shane, and it looks like he, she's backslapping you. Yeah. I don't know did. what you did in that. I don't know. But she looks happy about she it. She backhanded too. me in the spirit, yeah, and yeah. I was just, I don't know. Well, let me. Let, I'm, let, I'm pretty sure Beth backhands Troy in the spirit. Uh, all the time. Yeah, she's yeah. hit me no less than 27 times in the three episodes we've shot tonight. Uh-huh. I've been hit, and beat. I'll be bruised over here. Troy's That's been flag snapped in the spirit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If you ever want to talk about the holy flags and uh, tile women, hey. I got stories on that one. Hey, that, that vineyard church that I used to go to, apparently they they used to do the flag thing, and apparently somebody brought a broadsword. Um, yeah, they used to bring broadswords to worship. Well, and just into my 380. They had to hide yeah, them. They yeah, hide yeah, the yeah. You know, my problem was, I, I, you know, it was like a towel snap, like back in the locker room where you'd snap somebody in the towel when they walked by. But it was just, in his head. It they would do it with the snaps with the flag. And while you're sitting in the pew, you get... <laughs> if you're snapping people with your holy flag in the worship service, it is not of the Lord. Now, if the person's head was spinning and they were demonic and you were in the name of Jesus, come out. And you doused it in holy water. Yeah, that's what, and holy In our holy water product, which is yet to be announced. Maybe oil. Just like, because Elijah took Elijah's thing and snapped it at the water and the water's parted. Mm-hmm. It would need to that's be, true. look, you can snap me in the head if you can part the waters of the Mississippi. That's fine. But if you can't do that, Oh, I just got there, this picture of Lioness on Charlie Brown when he snapped uh, his towel into a oh, shepherd's. Oh, that was cool. When he, he could do stuff with his towel. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like Moses with his serpent snap, but Lioness could do it with his, yeah. you know. It'd, it'd be like, like, like if, what, what if David used a wet towel instead of a sling? Uh, well, if you could oh, kill a yeah. giant with that, that'd be impressive. That'd be, if you do veggie tails, they could do that, kill them with a wet towel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, you can tell it's our third show. We're going to give you the best stuff you're right also, now because we are unadulterated at this point in time. 
There are no adults left in the room. They've checked out. So, Ben, let me ask you a few of the wrap-up questions that we've asked all of our guests, and then we're going to go to the show wrap-up for the series until we have our special event. But let me, one of the things that we wanted to get at was um, uh, the biggest challenges for a worship leader, you know, week to week are what for you? Different worship leaders, it's music or song selection or getting people to show up or this or that or that. Everybody has their own. It could be spiritual. It could be logistics. It could be planning. What are your challenges that you face and deal with? Because we're trying to coach other worship leaders and people about what, what all to expect. And we've heard different things from the eight, eight, eight other leaders. But what are those things that really get you audiovisuals, selecting your team, rehearsal, music prep choices? What are those challenges for you each week? Mm, pro yeah, probably just being proactive. I mean, like I, I'm not a super planned and organized <clears throat> person by nature. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I think, I think my my biggest challenge struggle is just like being proactive and planning, like <laughs> being intentional about. Yeah, yeah, that's well, for me. That's yeah, good. and that's a personal thing. I mean, I think it's an area I could grow in. And so, and, and you work with, yeah. and you can also put people around you that can help foster those things and help sure. helps you that's why that. lucas is here that's why lucas does a lot of that with you and makes Which sure is a burden so, so how many times does he <laughs> harass you in the course of a week asking for your response on something you've not been proactive about never because lucas is a saint so i've, I've also just gotten used to it so i just nobody says like up. oh your deadline i need this i need this do you get any text like i need this what are we gonna do about this uh only like occasionally that's yeah good. that's good that's good well, yeah you're, you're, he's developing you so yeah. Lucas is still growing. You <laughs> no, just, he's just giving up. He's got, oh he gave up on me. I hope not. Okay, so, so. I, I'm just letting the spirit lead the planning. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So that's my, that's, that's the way I'll spin it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sometimes just so you just spiritual. trust Lucas as your partner. I just trust in the, the creative Lord. Art, in the creative arts. Sometimes you just yield to him. Yeah. You know that he's going to have the perfect. Yeah. Plan. And I trust that the Lord is going to make everything go off without a hitch in my laziness for not doing anything Correct. i know that the god lord will provide like precisely yeah <laughs> sometimes well, he lets them no sometimes drop. he does yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> it's like all right bud yeah well, well that wasn't helpful to anybody no the, the key here is to have somebody on your team that is a good partner that can help fill in your gaps and no, Lucas, Luke, that is Lucas. Okay. Lucas fills in those gaps. But, I mean, I mean, it, but if you're not good with details like that, yeah. you can have an assistant worship leader or a creative arts person that's part of your creative yeah. team sure. that takes on those roles. Yeah. You, know, you, you may true. not, somebody, another worship leader may not be administrative at all and goes, so-and-so's going to be my assistant worship leader and they're going to plan the rotations of who plays. You know, so you don't have to do everything yourself. Mm -hmm. You just have to have a team that can accomplish it. And I think you, you guys do that well. Yeah. People I, would I, I think, I what think you're style, saying. Part, part of it is me being unorganized. Part of it is my style of, of leadership, I think. Um, yeah. But if you don't pick the songs for the week, say you yield to Lucas on that, do you, do you gripe at him about how bad his songs were? No. Whoa, well, no. I always pick the songs or have the other leaders pick songs with right. me. So you're not it just doesn't always, it doesn't always happen in a timely right. fashion. I, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Well, I, and I think that's one of the things people can learn here is you don't have to be good at all these things. You just have to be the leader to make sure these things occur. Sure. And and and, and you can use the resources you have around you. Yeah. I mean, there are people that, that are into lighting. They're into to music and writing backing tracks and all this stuff. And so you don't have to do all those things. You just have to have a grasp of who, you know, a man's gift, the Bible says, makes room for him. And so you can engage other people. And, and worship leadership is not a solo act. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, yeah. A team, it's a team act. Let, let me ask you the next question. In the last 10, 12 years you've been involved, when, when did you first start leading worship at when you were in youth? You said, about what year? Would, how, how many years have you been leading worship now? So when would that have been I for you? I reckon it's probably, I can't believe I just said I reckon. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do, I reckon it's probably been 10... 11, 12 years. Okay. So that's perfect because my question says in the last 10 years. So yeah. let's go in your whole worship time. 10, that 12, works. 12 it fits years. this question. Yeah. yeah. It fits my question. That's what I want. <laughs> in your worship career from youth worship to now, what have you seen change the most and develop, grow, change? It could have gone off the bad way. Could it be better? What What, what is the biggest? <laughs> it wasn't my head. It was just. I, I don't know where, I think it's got to do with the third glass of caffeinated tea. It's when he came back for the second swat. Just like I know. Really, it's really like, well, I'm sitting here and my eyes are like crossed and it's like, it's moving. I got to do. And then I'm like, I'm kind of like the cat. It's a play toy now. You know? 
too much caffeine. Okay. Get the eyes. Oh, no. We have fun here on the show. Lord have mercy. Well, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. But but in the last 10, 12 years, what have you seen change, migrate? Could be for good, could be for bad. Could be, how's worship evolved for you? Or seen it? Across oh. the spectrum. Hmm. Mm. Any big moves you've seen? Has it been the same for you? So I think generally speaking, um, you know, a lot of people talked about spontaneous worship and all that stuff. I think all that stuff is true. But, I, you know, like the church that I started leading worship in, um, where, I mean, there was a, it's a long story, but huge blow up because God started moving in our youth youth group and moving powerfully. People... People were being healed and, you know, whatever signs. And, it's like, amazing. Everybody stuff. wants their kids to go to church and they want to have a great experience with God. It's interesting. We've been a part of churches. I've been a part of other pastors and ministries where all of a sudden you go one more step and, and the, and the things of God start happening yeah. like in the Bible. And all of a sudden it's amazing how certain but, people in the church can get real nervous about that. Oh yeah. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't sabotage. They wouldn't let you play songs by certain churches. Like, like, if say Beth, I mean Bethel's a big one, but like yeah, like the, if if there's a church that was like signs and wonders, believing church, um, you know, move of the spirit, gifts of the spirit, all that stuff. But if your average not they wouldn't happens even play church, songs, you can play those songs. Right, they wouldn't even play songs from those movements. Whereas, like honestly, could I could the songs be contagious? Maybe. Oh, I didn't know that. I maybe like maybe we'd all die. I don't know. And yeah. demons show up. I, that's what they thought. At but least. isn't it funny that people want nothing more than their kids to grow up in the admonition yeah. of the Lord? Yeah. But when they get the Lord, like like get the Lord, yeah. like acts, somebody stuffs it out. Then somebody sabotages yeah. it. It's amazing so, how we have these li- different people have lines. Like oh, it was fine when you were praying for each other, but now that you prayed for somebody and they actually got well or yeah. they got set free from an addiction, now you're like, well, let's get a little spooky up there. My yeah, kids are really being changed with joy. Like, what if our kids yeah. were to I outgrow one of the us? Things that happened that was was uh there's a girl who she's a little younger than me and uh she was like laughing in the spirit but not like not like hysterically like rolling on the ground and laughing she's just like laughing because she god filled her up with joy mm. and you know she's overcome with joy and somebody took offense to that and said it was demonic and it the the lid just got blown off anyways yeah. all that to say well, <laughs> I'm 17 and I'm called a heretic because of all that stuff, <laughs> you know, but all of that, what I'm trying to say is I think the church generally has become more, more like accepting. I, I, more, I would say less dismissive is probably a better You think there's a more openness to the gifts today? Or I think God that moving? there is. Or is that just the because churches you're hanging things, out in these days? It could be, but I, I do think that some of those churches... Like that church in particular, I think has become a lot less. You think um, the others have gotten irrelevant, so they've kind of disappeared. They they kind of extinguished themselves a bit or moved aside a bit. Yeah, I think I think it's becoming. Um, I think it's becoming a lot harder to dismiss. So you think things. the movement of the spirit is more normative, but then every church isn't having it going on every week. It's it's more acceptable, but not necessarily happening. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, but I think yeah, I think it's so. So if spontaneous worship wasn't ever happening, and now we see it all the time in churches, but now moving to the spirit is at least accepted. Maybe maybe in the next ten years we're going to see more movement of the spirit. Maybe it'll become the maybe spontaneity will lead into more normative movement of the spirit. That's what I hope. Maybe they're behind each other. One one cart's pulling the other. Yeah. When, when you're telling the story, I'm gonna tell you. I get giggled to think about. It. But if I were to call Fred Bishop right now. I could say these words to him, and we'll both start laughing our little butts off. We when the when the Brownsville revivals, you remember the Brownsville thing going on in Florida? Mm. Brownsville had a movement, it's probably predate may predate you. But Brownsville yeah, had the Brownsville blessing going on. And Brownsville is a church in Florida. I think it's Florida or sounds Alabama, like a football Alabama, team. Florida. So him and I went down a couple different times. Well, because um some miracles happened during a service oh yeah and it just kept going on it went on for two three years it was they were meeting every night for years so they turned it it started in a revival meeting they didn't stop for two three years it was like the toronto blessing up north where they were kind of having the the laughing crying thing but brownsville kind of had this whole 
thing happening. And, and they started selling T-shirts. They started T-shirts, know. recordings, and different. So it, it went was on. Like a, it was like a football team. No, yeah. it went on. Yeah. It went on. And people, I mean, they had to build out their church. It went from a small church to boom, boom. It's like the Jesus Revolution Church. Yeah. It exploded. You'd go and so, so I mean, people were traveling. People were loading up buses from churches all over the country to go to the Brownsville Revival. God was doing things. People were going to be in touch. And the revival, I mean, it, 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 they had a massive choir. They were a fairly traditional church with kind of a little upbeat apostolic, you know, style going pinnacle. But they could they could sing and but but they just stayed in the vein. The movement started, God started moving, and this thing went on for a couple of years. I mean, and at some point in time I went to it. I, we would go through on the way to New Orleans. We'd go down and cut over and go over and and then go check it out. And so we went the first year, and it was pretty good. And we went the second year, and it was still hopping. The third year, fourth year, I'm not knocking anything. I'm just saying it looked pretty much like it was like it was it was just kind of a routine at that point in time. Right. But we went there. There were people coming that think year one and year two. People were flogging there. I mean, you had to get there early and then walk across all kinds of places. The neighbors in, that lived in the community were were ticked because. Every night, the streets look like a football game. It's like a high school football game. Everybody's parked all over, but it's every night. I mean, I think they were maybe taking one night off a week, and that's it. I mean, every night, you know. And 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 <laughs> afterwards, we went to the service and went on, and God touched us and stuff. And we went out afterwards and went to a Denny's. And God had moved, and, and, and we didn't get – the first year, we were up high kind of watching it. And when you're two preachers, you go like, eh, no, this is stupid, silly. You know, you're trying to analyze things. You know, you try to, you'd like to just cut loose, but you want to go, what are they doing here? You know, what's the magic in the donut? Uh, and you couldn't figure it out. And, and, but you watched other people just, they were just, it was amazing. So we went out to eat at Denny's and we, we got sitting down in this restaurant and there was a group of people over there in the restaurant and they were in there the whole time, just giggling <laughs> and just laughing. And we just finally couldn't take it anymore and said, what's up with all y'all? They said, we got filled with the Holy Ghost tonight, the Brownsville revival. And we just haven't been able to stop laughing since. And the whole time they laughed in there, we're sitting over here and we're starting to giggle with them. We're laughing with them. I can talk about it to this day and it just, it just comes on yeah. you, you know, you, yeah. I the joy they had, yeah. the spirit they had is, is look at that. Yeah. It's tactilely contagious to me today. Yeah. And I cannot tell you how many preachers says, well, I don't know about that thing. We got to cut that thing off. You know, and it, I'm thinking why, when you encounter, when you, unadulterated encounter the Holy Spirit. It marks you. Whether you agree with what they did or not, you had yeah. eight kids that were at Denny's. They weren't out snorting drugs. They weren't doing cocaine. They were talking about Jesus and what had happened tonight and how they'd been touched. And the fact is they were moved. They were moved so much that the, the it made the, it made the Denny's waitress happy. It made the cashier happy. It made everybody happy. You were glad to see them coming. And I, if I call Fair right now and just say Denny's Brownsville, you know, you know, 1999, he'll start giggling because we can, the spirit, our spirit connects with what happened there. Yeah. And I was in the service, in the service, not touched like they were. They touched me more because they got touched by it. Yeah. I was spectating. I didn't get touched, but then I got touched by seeing what God did in them and I'm still touched with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How many churches quash that? Too many. Too many. Yeah, yeah, now, I'm not saying that they're necessarily, oh, more and more churches are like, they're like diving headfirst into that. But I think there's like, there's almost this like recognition that. They're open. Are they getting open to it or they're almost open to it? They're, they're, there's a willingness, you think? Maybe. Is that but, a, but also, I think they're realizing that um, like in some instances, it may just be like if we don't. Like if we have hold too hard and fast to the this cessational belief that will no longer be relevant. See, I think you think that. <laughs> but I think they got to be careful because if okay, I think God you th shows I up. think you think like that, yeah. and I, I think don't know, that, and I think that's because of the group of people you hang out with believe that. Mother Beth's skeptical because we're a little more skeptical than you are. We're older than you are because I've seen more of those things put down by people. It runs and it, as long as it stays over in the youth or yeah. in the worship guys. But if it gets out of these mounds, we're going to put some water on that thing. You know, yeah. cause we, but I seen, think that can only last so long. I, I agree. I yeah. agree. Uh, like, and if, and, and, and if people are skeptical, it will, that spirit will move somewhere else where it's welcome. Yeah. It will go, it will move and migrate. It, it migrated out of Brownsville eventually. Brownsville became a show. It was less about that. And honestly, it lasted longer than it should because people came hoping for something and God met them despite what Brownsville did. 
and then after a while it kind of burned out, got routine, and everybody was writing books and on TV, and it became a commercial. Machine. It became commercial. Yep. It was almost bad at, at the end. So, but but you know, I don't blame them. I think they did what they needed to do. They just didn't know what to do next. Sometimes you just let God do His thing. Yeah, if you make room for him, they'll show right. up. Right. I, I do think I do think you you'd be amazed at how many people behind the scenes want to put down something like that quicker than you think. And as a pastor, yeah, you have to fight those people that begin to rise up against any kind of movement of God. I'm not saying it's even not an in issue. a spirit filled church, even in yeah. what we call a spirit filled church, you have people that want to control the RPMs. They want to put a yeah. gauge limiter. They want to adjust your decibel meter, Lucas. They want to adjust uh, the, the length of the service or that. Why are we seeing that? verse for the course for the third 37th time well nobody that's singing it that was actually lost in jesus cares because guess what you'll be singing the same song for eternity in heaven holy you know yeah it's like i don't care right right it's gonna god's gonna have his way anyway somebody else will go like i love what we did sunday but i'd like it to stop after one hour and 27 minutes Mm -hmm. so i can be home in time for the nfl sure so so there's there's a lot of people that want it to an extent but if the water gets to the ankles cool if it gets to the knees we had a great service if it gets to my hips you know my underwear's wet, you know, and that's going to chafe. You know, people want to stop it. In the Bible, it's in. Well, I'm I'm, I'm going somewhere. The Bible says that I walked out to here, and the water came, and here and here. And next thing you know, the water was running over me. Mm. And the Bible said that that was a good thing. A lot of people won't, won't keep walking. Right. They'll back yeah. out. Yeah. But if you get in, that stream encompasses you. You're now in the flow of God. Mm-hmm. Most people want to back up when the water starts getting about chin level. You know, in some waist level. Well, yeah, and it's stuff can be. The urge to, w- to wade in is yeah. natural for you and a lot of people in your genre. And I think that's why we have a unique moment right now in yeah. Southern Illinois. For we sure. We have a collective Here. group of you guys. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage every pastor of these worship leaders we've had, let them run. Let them run. I didn't say don't give them guidance, don't work on maturing them, don't don't coach them, but, but, but don't quench it either. We need to do that, and people working around. Don't don't quit the spirit. We've got something special in Southern Illinois now. And to be honest with you, the pastors, we need to catch some of it. We we need to catch some of it. Uh, let me ask you this: Where do you see uh, before we get to our final question? Where do you see worship? Uh, you're, you we started doing heavier streaming here because of COVID. We did a little bit of stuff before, but we're really much better now. How is that? Is that changed anything for you? Did you feel any different when we were doing COVID by ourselves or when we were doing streaming now? Does that affect or change anything you do? Or, or does it, I don't know. I can't see it really does, but. No, you, but I mean, for me, I'm going to show up and worship either way. But is it interesting to know that you had on Sunday, our last Sunday, you would have had 35 more households dialed in live on worship with you during the worship in addition to what was in our congregation, which would actually probably, if, if you had one, two, three, depending on who's watching on the screen, you could have easily had as many people watching us online live at the same time as we're in the room. So th- is that strange for you to be leading that many or does it just, doesn't really change your style because of the way you do it? Yeah, I try not to let it yeah. phase me either way. Well, that's fantastic. I try to, it affects me a little bit because I, when I'm preaching or speaking or giving announcements, I want to include them in, mm-hmm. but in worship, I think they, they have the option to already be included. Yeah, it's, right? yeah. But I want to talk to them the some, there. just like I would talk to somebody here, here. I want to speak around the room so people, I'm able to connect. And that is, a cha- to me, it's a little bit of a challenge, too, to know. Mm-hmm. And our, having our spiritual greeters helps me a lot because I get some questions or I get some comments, and then I get a feel for what somebody's feeling. So uh, some some I think I think some people, it's really affects different because the worship leaders, it, I think it's how they're wired. I don't think, I think the way you're wired, it wouldn't affect you at all. What, what do you see happening in the next five years, two, three, four, five years, where do you see the evolution? Maybe it's where you said, maybe the openness of the Holy Spirit will be more normative. Is there something else you see evolving, developing, you'd like to see enhanced? The, a place where you would put your money on worship development in the future here. Just kind of a movement, you see. We've asked that of everybody. Yeah, I, it's, I don't know. I mean... So Spontaneous worship's normal now. It wasn't normal 10 years ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Willingness to be open to the Holy Spirit is more normal amongst worship leaders across lines than ever. Uh, you guys are working with, with I, one thing I see different is you guys are working in your group. You're working with apostolics, Pentecostals. You're working with non-denominational and even some semi-denominational people in your group. And y'all are working together like one. We're all closet Pentecostals, if all, we're honest. Everybody's closet Pentecostals. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but, but, be but beforehand, everybody would want to define that and then split hairs up on it. Yeah. And then you couldn't have been. Who cares? Yeah, you were kidding. yeah who cares? Um, yeah, I I don't know. I think, I think 
we're so worship in general where it's going to go or where it should go um i mean i th- i think it's going to have to continue like <laughs> worship movements people releasing music whatever worship leaders in church i think it's going to we're going to have to continue um becoming more vulnerable and more honest in our worship and in our movements and in our leadership and in our teaching um and those who aren't i think are gonna just are it's gonna be seen i mean we've seen what's happened with um various movements and scandals and things that have come out and it's like it's all going to be revealed in the end Yeah. And so if we're, if we're like, isn't that so true? There's been so many big yeah. ones like that. I, I, if I had to tell you what mine is, cause I haven't really got to see what, say what mine is in the series. And since we're moving into wrap up, I, I think my Let me wife, ask you, Oh, go ahead. Joy, what do you think? <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't really have an opinion until this week. So it's good. Glad you asked. Um, my wife got me watching one of the Jesus image videos this week with, uh, not Jackie Chan, Francis Chan, Francis Chan. First thing is Jackie Chan. Uh, Francis Chan, and it was fantastic. His cousin, Jesus, Jesus Image Church. He's in. It's in 2022. Um, it's. I think it's fear. Fear. He was just guest speaking. He yeah, he's guest speaking there. Fear or fear not or what was it? Uh, it was about fear. Just look it up on YouTube. Fear God. Fear God. It's a three and a half hour service. Um, it's an encounter type service with this huge church down there. Uh, pastor just or hum- fear of God. Fear of God. Yeah, the the church was just the pastor incredibly humble. Just just dialed in dude got a dialed in church and what was interesting about it for me was it was a fresh breath because i i still haven't got past hour two yet i don't know guys if it goes bad in the last hour and a half i don't i'm not i'm against it but for the first two hours i'm for it i haven't got that far because i'm i keep going back and i'm i'm still he gives like two messages one to the pastor and i haven't gotten past that yet so it you say it's still okay yeah oh yeah oh it's good. good but the worship itself um my wife went back and she watched Jack, uh, not Jack, Francis. And she went back to watch. I watched Francis and, first and I skipped over all the worship and just. But he like talked about yeah. the worship being like the bomb. So like, I thought, well, I got to go back and hear this. I better check it out. So yeah. she rewinded it and said, let's get the worship. So a lot of you that want to just jump to me on Sunday morning, don't do that. Go back and get Ben because yeah. the best part of the service is the setup. So she went back and then she said, you got to listen to the whole. And the worship was old school lyrics. Oh, not old school as in old, old. It was back from. They're pretty old school. I mean, they're, they're 15, was, 20, 20 years. 30 they're years. simple stuff. Yeah. They did some newer stuff later, but, and they did a couple of things. Yeah, but I didn't the first. Know. But the first, was, the first 25, 30 minutes was just, it was like intimately listening. It's like getting into some 70s old groove, you know? It's yeah, like, it was, really it was good. like, I mean, it was so easy. You didn't need the lyrics. You, you just knew what they were going to be. And they just lavished. God, it was like they just flowed. I hate to say this, it was like watching the worship team was watching them bathe God. You know, like we're going to give you an intimate bath, and it was it was very intimate in that sense. And it's like everybody's doing their own intimate bath of God, but collectively there's a harmony forming. And it was a church where 95, 98 percent of the people were all in it. In our church, you get four, five, six, ten, fifteen at that level of worship, and then you get several on their phone or walking around and you know, not sure and what's going on and maybe next week they had 98% and maybe those three or four people were in the back and they're getting blown out. You don't even put it this way. Anybody that's not there. engaged, you didn't know that was not engaged. Yeah. You couldn't see them. You could just see people pouring out their heart for God. What I thought was cool was, is it was old school music. They brought in some new school. What was cool was as all the instrumentation, but even better than that, we already told you in this, I hate flag snappers. I hate banner wavers. I don't hate you. I love you with the love of the Lord. But I just I have bad memory of that. Mm-hmm. They have a flag twirler on the platform. Oh, yeah. And her movement was liquid with what they were doing. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I was not distracted. I was engrossed yeah. yes. by her by her gift to God. Yeah. Yeah. And it, she was like a ballerina. Mm-hmm. And I, I, my mom was baller. She ran a school, and I saw the best ballerinas in the world. I saw Baryshnikov, and I, I saw the best in the world ballet. Ballet. We were fortunate with Tennessee Ballet to see all that. New York Ballet, Washington Ballet. He was like, she was like a Baryshnikov dancer. She could flow. Mm-hmm. Then you go over here, and there was, uh, there was, uh, she was waving. But over here, there were dancers. 
So she was waving a flag, and then there's two more over here dancing, and they're dancing. And I know from time they have an artist on the stage. All this was on the platform, but nobody was at the center point. They were like, it was like, I want to say, I don't want to say a three ring circus. That's not fair. But there's a lot of things happening, and whoever you were, you could find somebody to dial in with. So if you're not, if worship leader is not your thing, you could be singing and just hanging out with a flag twirler. And seeing her gifts and, and the power of that, it was so multi-perceptual. Yeah. And so, I want to say this in a in a non-sexual way, but it was it was it was sensual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spiritually sensuous, and you you were just in it. I I said in my it, I've heard good worship and Jake's can do good. I love his stuff, but I'm watching it on YouTube in my office, and I've got great speakers, so I haven't powered up. Hear the woofer. Usually you can't recreate that stuff and be in it. It's also YouTube. It's that must have been pretty nice. I wish I was there. I could be there in my office by myself. Yeah. I, I quit I quit working. I went in to work on something for an hour, came out three hours later and said, I got hung up on your video. It was all I just couldn't yeah. I got it big. Yeah. I, I put it on three screens. I thought, whoa, man, this is good. I think for me, what I see coming is I'd like to see us reclaim a lot of those gifts of the spirit, but not as brandish show off things. It right. has to be pure. It's got to yeah. be Unto pure. The Lord. Yeah. And yeah. I see worship yeah. platforms maybe welcoming. When I went to IHOP 25 years ago, the tw- flag twirlers were up front. They were distracted and they snapped flags too. They moved them behind the things and then they had to really be real. When they moved them behind the sound booth and you couldn't see them anymore, I noticed that all the people that snapped flags and were cocky and arrogant quit. And what was left back there were great dancers. <coughs> you know what I mean? They moved them out of sight. And I think... It would be cool to see. I think in, I'd love to see those gifts brought back into the church, but not here, watch me, but here, let me be me. And then people could just fall in love with God in so many ways in the room. That that was captivating. I and mean, that's mm-hmm. what I saw. So I saw maybe a potential there that I would never think about going, you know, guys, find me a flag waver in our church. I've tried to run all those out of here. I mean, find me a dancer. I want one of those. Because a lot of times you get the dance show. They, you get the dancers, they're going to do this number and it's going to go to beat. They're going to end, they're going to run off. I've had all that. I, and I'm not against that. I think that's fun. But it's like having a special. Mm-hmm. Watch me. I love the fact it's integrated. And I found out, I did a little checking on it. Those waivers and stuff, they come and worship practice with them. So they didn't just show up and make that up either. Mm. Just like you prepare for your craft, they were at home doing that. Then they were present and then they were working they were flowing with it because they were part of the team they weren't a a component says oh look at me or look at me the the worship team was integrated and it was multi-sensatory and the lighting lucas with that being done what's going on the video as well we've already got some of that happening but to add in the other arts and i think it's going to change work of worship leader and like lucas in here's creator the concept of a creative arts director could change a lot in the next 10 years of what's expected. Mm-hmm. Like Lucas, we need dancers. You know, we need <laughs> trombone players. We need to, I just think, I think that could be a movement that would, because if you look at the churches that are most dynamic right now, they have those components happening right now. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying next week you got to have all that stuff going on. I'm just saying. I know. I don't think it's something you can make happen. You can't. You can't. No. You've got to make room for it though. You have to make room for it. Yeah. That's right. And then you're going to have to fight the skeptics. But at the same time, I think every time you add an aspect like that, you add an avenue by which that person out there can become intimate. Because mm-hmm. what, what's really cool about it is like my wife was, you know, she was like a flag twirler for DeCoin. She was in the DeCoin band and she was a flag girl. Mm-hmm. So for somebody that has a background in flags, they she can appreciate that differently than I can. Yeah. Or somebody who's a ballet dancer can appreciate that. or somebody. So I, I think letting people see they can be a part and their gifts God's open to. Worship isn't just the music. Worship is the experience mm-hmm. of being intimate with God. Yeah. And to watch all of them being intimate in different ways was just, to me, it was captivating for two hours. I Even even when I wasn't worshiping and I was just kind of listening and singing and watching, I began to worship vicariously through them. So as, as, as our friend Joshua said, I was able to worship. I was able to enjoy the, what was happening to other people. Yeah. And, and that would change how I perceive everything. I would quit being critical. It's not for me. I said, wow, look at that. You know, and all of a sudden you're having communion and I actually have a communion watching you have communion. 
That would be loving God and yeah. loving each other. Yeah, and when it's when it's a pure and holy expression of worship, um, you know, rooted in a place of deep conviction mm-hmm. about who God is. Real. Yeah. Real. Not artificially contrived. Like not a performance. Yeah. And I think that's what I I, I did not know somebody could dance before the Lord and not perform. I knew David did. He danced in a way that he didn't care what his wife thought. And God loved it. Moved his heart. Right. Right. He danced unashamed. I didn't know you could put that in a service without planning that in like a choreographed event. I didn't know you could just have somebody that comes to a practice, works with the team and becomes naturally gifted. Just like Jaden would sing or Donna would lead a piece. That would be their role. Just like the drummer and that it flowed together. Just a spontaneous. Spontaneous. Yeah. So it took the spontaneous worship concept and it kicks it up to, to hypersensitive perception of, of gifts and stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. I, I just think it's cool. Are there other, I, but I know there's other churches doing some of that stuff. Lucas, you were telling me there were a couple others doing that kind of stuff. And I know churches are doing, I, I've seen those components for a while, but seeing them integrated into the entire hour plus of worship. It well, was. Don't you think though, that just, the direction that the world's going right now is causing people to to Need. want to be intimate with yeah. God and to want to have a real worship. And you need a real immersion experience. Yeah. Well, let me say this to you. I, I will say this to you. You know how the whole VR things going on today? Like you put the VR glasses on. Watching that was like a VR worship experience for me, because I think people are frustrated and stressed, but you could lose yourself in the presence of God. Get. Fu- I came out of that room. I'm on fire since I saw it. And so it's carried into my preaching and my teaching and my talking and me telling you about it today. I'm excited about it. I haven't been more excited about anything I've seen develop in worship until I saw that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it shows you that 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 the VR world that I went in, Beth and I have struggled this last year with the, the demise of the world. It's tough to lift up hope. And I'm a hope-filled person. But I could see when I looked there and their sanctuary was full where 98% of the people are pouring their heart out to God like that. I'm going like, we turn this thing around. Yeah. You just got to risk everything. Mm-hmm. And I already do, but I, I, we just need other people to realize you have a place to risk everything too. put all that together. Man, you're gonna get some crazy stuff. Yeah. I look back a little bit in the Jesus movement of, of the Jesus revolution films fixing to come out. And I love that book, Jesus revolution. Go check that out. Gosh. But that was part of how that thing moved too. They let people, bring their crazy gifts in and they, they, some churches didn't want the hippies in there cause they were a mess. Their feet were dirty and all that. Yeah. And, and, and then a few churches let them in and those churches have never been the same since. So yeah. I they mean, ripped the carpet up. The Jesus, so it didn't right, get stained. Right, the Jesus revolution is powerful. Yeah. I believe we are primed to have a new revolution. I don't believe things copy themselves much, but I do believe we could see almost something very similar in these days ahead. And I think what you guys are doing in Cedar Sessions and different things like that around the world are some of those early stages of, yeah. of a Jesus revolution for our age. And I'm excited about it. So, yeah, yeah. at least, yeah, at least it's, you know, God, God clearly wants to do something. There's something here. happening. Let, right. let me and put it this way. Cool to I've hopefully been, be a part. Of I've been in, yeah. Or, yeah. I've, we've been in Orlando at least three or four times in the last two years. I am disgusted I don't have a trip planned for different things. We go down to Cocoa Beach. We go to Disney World. I will never not go down there and not try to go experience that church right now. I want to make a reason to go down there. Mm-hmm. I think if we could start seeing that moving through churches, we begin to see, for me, it's a Brownsville moment there. But it seems like a highly replicable moment that we could have anywhere where we would, we would let God go. But I agree that like the Cedar Sessions and the things you guys are doing, it's, it's the same sort of thing. It's on the same track. Guys, it's on the same spectrum. Yeah, it's you like, guys are seeking out real worship with the Lord in, in unity. And, mm-hmm. and what, yeah. it, what unity makes me in love with that room. is to see the diversity of you guys doing it together. Right. That's the same kind of thing for me. Sure. Right. And so I, I, I carry that in heart. It, it's actually the Cedar Wars sessions, believe it or not, Lucas guys, probably are the things in Southern Illinois that have given us the most hope in the last two or three, four years. Mm-hmm. Mm. The House of Hope gives me great hope. But since then, I would, I would think y'all's movement in the last two years has been the thing that we've been the most excited about. Man. Yeah. It's the most organic thing we see happening. And then when I meet you guys to do this, people wonder why we did this series with nine of you. I just want to get nine of you in the room because I think you're hotter than most of the pastors. Well, because you guys are all real and yeah. you're really seeing And it's not the that Lord. the pastors aren't hot. It's I think the pastors need to not block this. This needs to be a case where they don't say, hey, the carpet's going to get run. 
rip the carpet up. Go watch. What's his name? He's my, the guy that does Jesus Revolution. It's about, um, hmm. oh, I gotta get the guy's name. Gosh. Um, I can't believe it. I love it. I want to go see him. But, but just rip the stuff up, you know, and tolerate it. Let it get a little messy. Intimacy is messy. Let it get a little messy. Take a risk and see what God does. I think God's going to do something out of all this. And we see that. We add these together. And I actually have great hope. Let, let me do a summary real quick. we got just a few minutes here. We're going to try to wrap up this part of the series. Uh, Israel Lopez said that for him, the heart of worship was the embodiment of who we serve and that we're to be come into it as a living sacrifice. I thought that was really good. Uh, Dustin Griffith from uh, Israel's from Love and Truth Church in Carter and Craneville. Dustin Griffith from Western Monroe Apostolic Church said that when everything about me is destroyed and he is lifted up, decreasing so he can increase in me, only proper worship is completely emptying me out, and worship is restoring garden relationship. I thought that was really strong. That's but I think man. that's what people, I think that's when, when you talked about the water starts getting neck high, then people start getting panicked. Ah! And I think that's what they're afraid of is losing themselves. Well, you, you, but when the water you gets out understand. here, you can't really keep your feet on the ground. So right. now you get, where's it going to carry me? Right. And, yeah. but that is the point. Yeah. Is losing yourself. And people panic. Yeah. Do, do you know, it, one? I grew up in beaches. I grew up going to the beach four or five times a year, Destin. And the biggest thing people get fearful of down at the beach is getting caught in a riptide and getting killed. Mm. And there's not a season that goes by that some tourists, kids, whole families. That's how that football player about lost his, all his kids just recently. He, 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 he was actually dead. They had, he saved his kids and it killed him, almost ki- killed him, but he got revived. Man. Was the riptide sucks you out. Oh, yeah. And you, and, and you can be an NFL athlete and it will exhaust you quickly because you're fighting against the entire Gulf ocean. You're just not going to beat it. And most people panic and they panic and they get scared because it's pulling you away. And I, I've taught our kids the whole, my whole life. I said, I, I dove out there. I swam out there. I've been caught in riptides. And what you have to do is because <laughs> the water's over your head, you can't overpower it. It's a movement. Let's say, let's say in this case, it's a movement of God using the water of the ocean to change over the, the tides. Okay. But the key to surviving everybody that dies in a riptide does not have to die. Nobody has to die in the riptide. It's not a killing event. It's a panic event. They panic. They wear out trying to fight it, trying to get back to the beach. They see their stuff and they want to get back to it and they swim, swim, swim. They got cramps. They're already dehydrated. They're already sunburned. They're already wore out. They've been at the beach too long. They didn't hydrate themselves like Lucas did and they're exhausted and now they're drowning and they, and, and they panic. And they die. I mean, it happens all the time. Somebody runs out there to save them, they die. The only people that don't die are the lifeguards. And I, I did that. And and the reason you don't die is you swim out, you grab them, and you just float. And you float out till the rib's over, and then you swim to the left and swim right back up. You just let it take you. You let the rib tide take you out. It won't pull you under. It'll tow. But if you just lay on your back and float out, you'll go out. The riptide underneath stops because you're getting so deep, and you swim over here, and you swim right back up. Everybody that dies in a riptide doesn't have to die. They just right. panic. Most churches are dying in the riptide, and they don't have to die. Yeah. The pastor, some control freak in the church, this person, that person in the back, Mr. You know, we didn't do the Muppet thing, you know. The two Muppet guys, you know. They... They, 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 they harass a youth leader or, or a pastor or a worship leader. They harass you about this. And so next thing you know, you're cutting the sound back. You're shortening the thing. You're getting rid of the movement. All the dancers are distracting people. Boom, boom, boom. You, they quench the spirit and it exhausts it and you just drown. Mm-hmm. And what you've got to do when that water gets up to your neck is you just got to let it, let it go. You got to float. Yeah. And everybody, you guys don't know this, but everybody in ocean water, you're more buoyant. Everybody can float. And if you're fat like me, you float easier. You have to wear more weight to dive as a fat man in water, in salt water, than you do in fresh water because the buoyancy is higher. All you got to do is take a deep breath and fill your lungs and you float. Nobody drowns. Your kids would. I can show your kids how to just lay on your back and float out. You go over. Now, maybe they can't swim back yet, but they're out of that and you can go get them. So the lifeguard goes and gets them and says, relax, I got you. And they float on out and over. 
we've got to learn in the church to relax and trust the Holy Spirit. Mm. Yeah. And when these <clears throat> riptides are grabbing us, I know I got snapped by top, by 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 flags and I can't stand those boogers. <laughs> but I just found out that flags could be used for the glory of God. Oh yeah. When their purpose is dialed in and I need to get past stopping that and I just need to float out with somebody that says I got you. I think a lot of us pastors are going to have to and maybe the pastors need to initiate too, but but we need to let some things happen, take some risk. And yeah, there are things we need to stop that aren't scriptural, they're not biblical. Sure. Yeah. But wait and see. Those things will manifest itself. Those things should be pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to be the Holy Ghost police yeah. either. The Holy Ghost can police itself. Yeah. Just step back and pray. And then look at the fruits, you know. Their feet don't have to be clean. Yeah. You know, just watch where it's going. And maybe you need to correct something, but correct it in a way that didn't throw war. Just because the pastors at Brownsville were making a fortune off all the tapes in year three doesn't mean the kids at Denny's weren't getting the Holy Ghost when they were laughing their brains out. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit was still moving in that place. I'm just saying, I think that's the next movement is letting some things happen. I know we have doctrine. We got to maintain doctrine, but we don't have to throw cold water on everything. Right. And, and if, it's if we threw not, cold water on everything, no, we wouldn't be, have drum sets. And the Holy Ghost, the Holy right. Ghost. Like, right. So I think he, restoring guard is there. Uh, uh, Daniel Lopez says, it's all about, Cedar Session says, putting my eyes on him to the point that nothing else matters. That's right where you are. There you go. Uh, Joshua Corral said, getting back to the purity of worship. You talked about purity in relationship. What does it mean to lay at Jesus' feet like the woman with the alabaster jar? Just one-on-one -on -one connection. Mm. Didn't care that she was spending a year. Everybody, else was, everybody else was incensed. Oh, look at what she's doing. Yeah, she didn't care. Yeah, the flag wavers and the dancers did not care the other day. They weren't. They didn't care that you saw them or you didn't see them. They weren't even a central point. You know, I, I love that. Uh, Dustin Keel, the most basic and profound response to the reality of our condition. Worship is a primal expression. To me, primal is real close to intimate. Oh it's yeah, basic. Yeah. Um, uh, Jared Mitchell said, engaging your heart with the Lord, worship and prayer are a marriage, adoring, adoring and surrendering your heart through prayer and engaging in vertical worship. So it's a love affair. It's a visible love affair. Wow. Johnny Wyckoff, we just had him not too long ago, said worship is way bigger than the music out of the mire and muck. He quoted Psalm 40 verses one through five and said, out of the mire and muck, he set my feet on the rock, establishing my steps and put a new song in my mouth. Worship should be us getting out of the mire and muck, getting our feet on solid ground and uh, letting have a new song in our heart. Yeah. Yeah. See, I was able to watch that video and I'm only two hours through three and a half hour video. And I already have a new song to some of those things that, that I was against in the church because I had bad experience and out of the muck and mire, I found a new, new Avenue. I, I can't wait for the next hour. And then finally, Hannah Heron. Gosh, Hannah was great. Our worship is our primary offering to him. We don't compete for a seat at the table, but celebrate that he already has prepared a seat at the table for us. Mm. That, that's your colleagues. Oh, yeah. They're ballers. I mean, these are young guys. These are young pastors. Pastors. Some of them are auxiliary worship leaders. Some of them are uh, got their own groups. They're not even the primaries. And every one of these theologically I could work with. Yeah, they're, yeah. We're privileged. Yeah. And and I close with, uh, as we get ready to wrap up, we'll have final comments here, guys. I'll give you a second. Worship is sacred to me no matter no matter what's going on. Worship is sacred relationship. And no matter what's happened in my life, lock my eyes with Jesus and have communion with him and hopefully bring him the glory. That's Ben Adelini. Gosh, you wouldn't think that nine people that hang out together would be so in harmony. Lucas, final comments on our worship leaders of Southern Illinois. They're all great. Gosh, I love your headband. Yeah, thanks. That's very cool. The, head, yeah. the headphones are starting to wear in my ears. That's like a rally. That's like a rally, like a rally hat. But no, I just feel blessed to be around all these worship leaders. Yeah, check them all out. Serve yeah. alongside them. You know? All these worship leaders feel blessed to be around you. Yeah, yeah. You, you've lifted That's up accurate. the standard. <laughs> you've lifted up the standard around here of worship and 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 what's behind worship scenes. And I mean, we've had the the, the most untechnical churches in the world come in and try to ask us how to do things. And then and when Lucas gives them advice, they sometimes they try to do it really poorly and then they come back again and, and again. And then sometimes they're smart and they let him just install it and train them, which is the right thing to do. But, but, but I mean, one of our, one of those pastors was here at Sunday, he's retired and he said, first place he wanted to go was here. So he wanted to see us integrate it all because he, he watches on TV, but he wanted to see it. He mm. thought it was really cool. Um, 
Ben, what's your thoughts after all these worship leaders and experience we've had with them and different different thoughts? Oh, man. I don't know. I'm just, uh, you know, what God talked earlier about how God brought us down here and um, it was clear that it was him who opened the doors to make it make us move, allow us to move down here. And, you know, you always think um, things are going to look a certain way and rarely do they look the way that you thought they were going to look. That's for sure. <laughs> so, That's a hundred percent. Let me say this. When I signed so, churches, I always knew to... that, that the Lord would call me to plant this church, or this church, and I knew the church would come to pass. Yeah. I always had an image of what it would look like. Yeah. And it always ended up having that, that structure but it always looked way better than I ever imagined or dreamed of. Yeah. So if I saw this nice church that looked cute, the one God would build would be with marble and, and gold. And so I go, wow, I didn't know you were going to do this good. Yeah. You know, it's because oh, a man's gift makes it, as you let other people in, he brings other people because it's not my vision or your vision. It's his vision. Yeah. And without his vision, the people perish. The people perish for lack of knowledge of him. In those communion times, uh, we get to know him better and begin to act more like him. We get to experience the sacred, and then we carry that sacred with us. So, it changes us. Yeah, you know? it does. And 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 I, I I think we need to see more opportunity for people to intimately encounter God mm-hmm. and be changed by God in their worship services right here in Southern Illinois. J- Jesus images inspired me, if, and it has inspired me to make sure I go see that church myself because I like to walk in there and just tell the pastor, you, you, I like to tell the worship team, you you've impacted my life. You know, you don't even know me. Um, and I'd like to hope that that impact will cause, just like Bill Bandy affected your life and Fred impacted my life, um, I'd like to think that there's still other people I can impact by taking things I've learned, my heart, your heart, and seeing that become more of a reality here. I'd like to see Jesus image churches all over the world. I think the world would look like a different place. Yeah. I know Denny's was a different place from watching eight kids laugh. I don't know where they are today, if they're still Christians or not, but they changed that room. And I can't imagine if suddenly caught on fire in a similar fashion, how it would change the culture of our community right now. And we need that in Southern Illinois. And the worship leaders, I think, hold part of the key, along with the pastors and the people around us. But we're asking, we, what we want is the congregation to hear what we've said. And we want you to join us. Yeah. Because you're on the, you're on, you're on the platform too, because as I've said all along, we only worship one person and there's one in the audience and that's, his name's Jesus. Mother Beth, your thoughts as you've listened, watched, shared in these? I just think we're really blessed in this area. Um, Do you think our people, I don't think our people in the pews understand. No, no. That's my biggest it, it, frustration. And I'll say too, too like back when I was a, you know, a, a wolf in sheep's clothing in, in uh, Columbia, Illinois, um, as a teenager, it, like my friends and I at the church, like, all this is what we dreamed of was mm-hmm. like worshiping alongside other bodies and other worship leaders and other leadership and it doesn't matter what church you're from right like we're one bot like that that's what we at its core that's what we were passionate about and that's what we wanted to see and um you know 13 years later god's kind of showing me yeah. that that's possible and actually yeah, that kind of is what his heart is here. And so I'm honored to be down here. Um, Well, well, I think you, you were a part of a great movement up in the St. Louis Metro and got to be a part of seeing what God did. I think you're down here getting to be a part of Cedar sessions and and we're getting to see other things. God is putting gifts. He's put you in places and us in places for a reason for such a time as this. Yeah. And I'm not satisfied to be honest with you, letting the pastor at Jesus church, Jesus image church have all that. I want that here too. Yeah. yeah. I, I want it more than anybody. And I, I do think people have got to get what we're missing. I wish they would hear this. I hope people will listen. I hope people will come and just strip off yourself. Yeah. It starts yeah. with us just getting out of the way and yeah. get intimate with God and let it get a little messy. Pastors, let it get a little messy. Yeah. You know, just like he lets the worship team get messy to develop them and grow them. And now you've got juggernauts across the whole team. We're going to have to take some risks and we're going to have to let the water get up here. And yeah, our feet are going to float and there's going to be riptides. There's going to be people that hate what you're doing. Right. I've had people here that hate what I'm doing, but I have never once thought, even despite what they've said, 
that we were wrong in what we did. I'm not saying we didn't make mistakes. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that the spirit of God is not wrong. We need to trust God. And I realize sometimes now letting some people come and let some people go is part of the process by which God uh, refines the fire. When When he melts us down, there is gold and precious metals and there's wood, hay and stubble. Mm-hmm. And there will be a refining fire, not just here, but there'll be a refining fire at the end as well. Some will go this way, some will go that way. And and there's a sifting process and pure, you, you call it pure worship, purifying. The good thing about anybody that's caught here being purified out is you're not dead yet. You have time to repent of that and jump back in the vat again mm-hmm. and be renewed. But let's get this figured out before we stand before him. So when we stand before him naked, uh, we're not shocked that he sees us that way. We know that he knows us that way. See, David didn't care. David messed up, but he could stand before God and said, I was wrong. I sinned. Yeah. Yeah. You caught me. And God loved him because he was real. He was, God was David's friend despite what he did. God is our friends despite what we do. We just got to get out of the way and be friends. Yeah. He's, he's for you. He's not yeah. against you. Yeah. We've enjoyed this. We're gonna. We want to encourage you. Go back and watch. There's literally uh, with uh, this one 26 episodes of worship leaders. They're in groups of three. Go find them all. Once again, Israel Lopez, Dustin Griffin, Daniel Lopez, Joshua Corrales, Dustin Keel, Jared Mitchell, Johnny Wyckoff, uh, Hannah Heron, and Ben Adelini. Those are our team for this incredible series. Maybe we'll do some more down the road. I don't know, but we hope to come back with a, like a big super event and get this group together. I'd love to get this group together in one big event. We're going to try to do that. We'll let you know more about that very soon. Lucas, thank you. Mother Beth, thank you. Ben, thank you for being our guest. Thank you. You can be co-host again uh, right away. Go to onthedoc.org. Check out all of our shows. We'd love you to check out all the season two shows. And I think you need to get these. I would get these, put them on a flash drive. Download them. You got to hit subscribe, like, notify on YouTube. Put them on a flash drive. Give them to your pastor. Give them to your worship leader. Give Not, not if it's Ben, but give them to them. <laughs> let them hear some of this stuff and let it penetrate. And uh, if you don't give me anything else, go give them that Jesus image thing. I'll, I'll try to put that up too. That's good. On the doc.org, go find our, our sites. Go find our platforms. Email us at info at on the doc.org. We'd be glad to give you that information if you email us. Hit Go to YouTube, Spotify, iTunes to watch the show. Hit subscribe, like, notify. Be a part of that permanently so you know about everything coming out. You can also go to Google Play, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, or sermon that if the others have banned you or something. And we'd love to have you. And we'd love to be a Patreon partner or sponsor unless you sell uh, what is that, Clearwater? No, we don't want you. But everybody else we want, including you, Pepsi, we just don't, we want Pepsi product. We want you to be our, we got four levels of partnership, three levels of sponsorship. We would love to have you be a part of the show, to be a part of the next series and what's going on. And Ben and I would love to have you come out and be a part of our worship experience. Wouldn't you love that? Yeah. Come on out and have communion with Ben and the Lord this Sunday, 10 o'clock. We do it on Wednesdays at 6.30. Whether he's here or somebody else is here, there'll be people that he is a part of and his team's here. Uh, it'll be a great experience. Come on out, check it out. COFTV.com. You can check us out and watch other things and be a part of worship services in the past. We'd love to have you there or live with us anytime. And uh, we've really enjoyed having you. Again, Mother Beth, thank you. Mm-hmm, my pleasure. Uh, Lucas, thank you. Ben, thank you. And this is Pastor Troy. As we go out, you're going to be listening to Mr. Ben Adelini with an incredible worship piece that him and Lucas put together for you to enjoy. Enjoy this as we wrap up Southern Illinois worship leaders. And we're going to be back with something special to wrap this up down the road. Watch for that soon. And we'll see you soon. I'm Pastor Troy on the dock. Lord, we are here to pour out our hearts, to say that you're worthy of all that we are. And Father, we've come. your face and we need your kingdom to come and invade and we just caught a glimpse of the things you can do and you're just getting started to move so open the door 
Yeah. 